You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, Goat Flippers? I am your host, Lurk. Thanks for checking out this week's episode of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast the number one hardcore and metal-related podcast on all of the internet. Whether this is your first time checking out the show or you're a return listener, if you enjoy the content we're doing here on The Van Flip, please take the time out of your day to go ahead and follow or like us on whatever platform you're currently listening to us on. And if you have a couple extra seconds and you want to leave a rating and review, we would greatly appreciate that as well. Don't forget to visit lambgoat.com for everything hardcore and metal-related. Follow Lambgoat on social media. Give us a like on Facebook, and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Lambgoat. Head over to the Lambgoat YouTube page and you can find all of these podcasts in video format plus other Lamb Goat bonus content. While you're there, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the alert bell so you're always notified when new episodes or content is uploaded. And if you want to follow me, Lurk, the host of the show, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lurk City. That's L-U-R-K-C-I-T-Y. Oh yeah, what's this? I feel this. Oh yeah, this is... Uh... Lamb Goat presents the Van Flip Podcast. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Van Flip Podcast, or this could be your first time checking out this podcast, so welcome to the show. We have a very special guest today, someone that I've followed for, I don't know, most of the time that I've been quote-unquote, into the scene, uh, Dallas Taylor. You may remember him from a long time ago. He was uh, the original vocalist in a band that's fairly big currently, Under Oath. Uh, he left that band to start his own project, Maylene and the Sons of Disaster, and we're just going to, you know, catch up with old Dallas today. So, Dallas, how you doing, man? I know you're in Ocala. We just talked about that. We're not too far off from each other, so you enjoying the Florida? The Florida weather's not as hot this year, I don't think. Yes, yeah, good to be on the uh, podcast. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's not not that bad, I don't think, as years uh, prior. I guess I've uh, I've been here for a bit since my accident. So I think a few years back when the uh, uh, one of the hurricanes went through and we had no electricity, mm. I think that uh, seemed to be way hotter that time. And we're not in August yet, so true. We're only a little bit into the summer, well, midway into the summer, but you know. The entire country seems to be uh, very hot, and it's just strange that we're kind of not as hot as the rest of them, and we usually are vice versa. So it's, um, that, yeah, that is that is. I've been noticing that's crazy. Yeah, it's a nice change of pace, I believe. So let's just uh, let's just get right into it, man. A lot of people kind of are curious, you know, as to what you've been up to in the last five years. Obviously, you did have the tragic ATV accident in 2016. Um, which I'm sure most people already know about. And if not, they can Google it or they can look it up on Lamb Goat. You know, there's definitely a story or two about it. Uh, you kind of had some trials and tribulations going forth from that. I know you kind of got messed up pretty bad. I don't know if you want to get into um, 
into the details of that, but if you want to, by all means, I'm sure people aren't fully aware, but how you've been holding up? I know you're, you're, you're as good as you probably have been in the last couple of years. So it's nice to see that you're kind of, you know, here. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, had a fun, uh, wrestle with a four-wheeler and, uh, when I first had the accident, like you're almost in this fight or flight. So I was like, Oh, you know, like, well, I was really bad, but when I first started coming out of it, I had a severe brain injury, mm-hmm. broke every bone in my face, uh, carotid artery, lost one eye, the other eye can't track, uh, don't produce tears, lung damage, all that. So when I first started coming to it, I was like, you know, in six months, I'm going to be back at it. And then about, about a, two months after you could, you're still in shock. I mean, my nails didn't grow or my hair didn't grow, wow. uh, because my body was using everything to kind of keep it keep trying to stay alive or healed. Yeah. So when reality hit, I just, uh, it just, my brain injury has been the main thing. That's like, it's crazy. Cause you can't, it's the one injury you can't see, uh, mm. but it's every day. It's like, um, chronic pain, you know, headaches, uh, brain fog and all that. So, um, but I've been pushing myself more and, uh, and I had, I just had an eye surgery, um, maybe a month ago or a month and a half where I don't produce tears. So they tried to sew the eyelids, uh, yeah. more shut to, uh, make the, and he did a bad job and, oh, uh, no real bad. Even the other doctors were apologizing. Like, so both my eyes got infected, my eyelids, and uh, I'm still healing from that. But, um, yeah, I've, uh. I've been uh, slowly trying to uh, get back into um, reality and I've kind of laid, I guess, laid low. Um, but um, I've had like, you know, some great friends since the uh, beginning of uh, my accident that have like stuck by me. And so uh, I've been working on some creative stuff with uh, one of my, uh, some buddies, uh, Brad Lehman, kind uh, of Steve Savas, uh, Jason Todd and uh, my friend Cuddy. And so just doing that. Uh, and then I also, when I was bad off, um, my, my good friend, Scott Hansen, uh, filmed a movie, which is coming out in theaters September 10th called bad candy. And it's, uh, I got Corey Taylor in it. And, uh, my longtime friend, Chris Dudley, uh, from under oath, he mm-hmm. scored it. And so, and it's got the Zach Galligan from Gremlins and a lot of other friends. So, he kind of, when I was bad off, he's like, come up here. I'll figure out how to get, you know, and I was like, not good. So I'm in it for a second. Hopefully I still make the theatrical at least. But it's, it was, it's so good to have friends like that, that like have stuck by you. And like, and so after that, uh, he does music videos for all kinds of, so he was down doing a music video and like we were brainstorming. So we started, um, writing and in a pre-production for a, a script about a, a girl metal band from the nineties. Uh, and so that is uh, it's called Virginia bitches and that's, you can be on the lookout for. And there's actually some really cool people that we already got involved that I think will surprise a lot of people. Uh, but how the, this industry goes, you know, it's like uh keep throwing to the wall till something sticks. Right. So I, ho- I hope this is going to stick, but you know, it's just ways I'm trying to, crawl back and in, into reality and uh i think with the pandemic happening how everyone kind of got 
put back. Like I'm coming back into reality. It feels like when everybody else is. So I'm like, I'm not that far behind. Right, right, right. So yeah, speaking of the pandemic, because you uh, you know you also have all these other ailments and such, like you know, like infections and stuff like that from surgeries and such. Um, were you like, and I, I don't want to talk about COVID too much because as you can probably already tell, we talked about it. No, you probably touched on, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to know, like, because you you know you're someone who does have like prior medical issues. Like, were you really worried about like you know the whole situation with COVID and and everything? At first, and I think everybody it was like just fear like you thought anything right. and then um i actually uh i was you know i've been careful but uh i was yeah i was i've had i have ptsd now which i always thought that was something for guys in the military like right. i never knew right. and like and i always had i had panic attacks and stuff before my accident but so when it first happened i first went out in public yeah i was major but uh it was weird because you know everyone's not weird, but you know, everyone's like, this is crazy. It's, mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is like just another Tuesday for me. You know, like, you guys are hanging out with me, man, for the past <laughs> years. Now, now I know a little bit what it's like. So, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I've been, you know, pretty careful, but I, I don't really think about it, I guess that much. Cause I also, when you like survived almost dying, it's mm-hmm. kind of that, uh, I mean, I'm still careful. I'm not an idiot, you know, but, uh, it's kind of one of those things where uh, it doesn't freak me out as much. And, and I guess it didn't hit me as hard because it just felt normal to me to be yeah. stuck at home. I was in this in my bedroom as usual. So. Yeah. How long, how long, uh, well, how long were you in the hospital post accident? Like right after the accident, you were, you were there for a little bit, but how long until like you kind of, you know, were able to leave your room and to kind of like not even leave the house, but kind of just like move around the house and stuff like that. So I'm still in that process of, uh, I feel like now I'm like around a 19 or 20 year old in that aspect of uh-huh. thing. But, uh, so I was in the hospital for a month and I didn't have insurance. So when you don't have insurance, they turn you out quick, even yeah. if you're not fit to leave. So I left the hospital the day my trait got taken out. I mean, my trait got, I still had a hole, mm. my feet and two got taken out and I still needed to be on oxygen, but I, I went home without it. And, uh, and my oxygen would only get high of 90. I hadn't had the lung operation or anything yet. So I probably should have been in the hospital. Uh, I had the accident beginning of August. I probably should have been in it all the way until the fall. But I came out early, which hospitals are not fun to live in, so I'm thankful for. But um, And then I was, like, thinking I could move, you know, but I still was, like, I had to learn to walk again right and uh, eat everything. And so... Then reality hit, and uh, my pain got worse, and I had other all kinds of other complications. So, yeah. not until really, and I'm still getting better, but uh, maybe the past year and a half or so that I've been able to actually think clear. And the the crazy thing, and I've never really, I guess this will be the first time I've, uh, I've even said anything, but uh, I just start. I get tired of it. And I just quit stuff that I told they told me I could never be off of mm. and I was just like I'd rather find my base level than keep being on and meds are great when they work but a lot of times they start doing the opposite over time mm-hmm. so I quit uh and I was on you know pain meds was the one thing yeah and I it, was assuming that it had changed really. everything in my body like that's where I had thi- they thought I had thyroid uh disease um 
Mm. My valves didn't work even like I had even, I couldn't even pee like a, a testosterone and all that. So once I quit that, it's, it's right out a year ago. And the thing with the brain injury is I tried to quit it so many times before, but all the symptoms of withdrawal are the same symptoms yeah. I have as a brain injury. Yeah. So all the doctors would be like, no, these are just your symptoms. So when I finally was like, I'm just going to quit. It's like the gift that keeps on giving like a, yeah. um, like in the movie Christmas vacation. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. The, the jelly of the yeah. month club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm Eddie. Uh, but, uh, good reference. So by the way. Two, Great reference. Yeah. Great movie. After two weeks, um, the, the hard withdrawals stopped, but then it was like two months of just waking up every day. Like I felt like I'd been in the accident. Mm. And so, and I just had to stick it out. And now that I'm off of it, I, uh, I still now realize what stuff I still have. Like I still overheat, have headaches, chronic pain and, uh, all that. And I'm learning to deal with it. But, uh, going back to the, um, pharmaceutical payments, I don't think, um, yeah, I, I it, it, it altered me way too much. Yeah. No, I, I get that. And I, uh, I commend you for, you know, trying that obviously, um, as we both know, we, we live in Florida and so they are definitely a little, uh, loose with the pain medication around these parts of the state. So, uh, you know, and I, that was another question I was going to say, like, uh, you know, with all the medication, with the pain medication, preferably, like, were you ever worried about, like, you know, becoming somewhat dependent on that, you know, and just... Well, I, I had, like, and I was, um, and they don't tell you that, because, like, I never really... Yeah. Well, I I'd taken pain meds a little bit before my accident whenever I needed, but I never, so... And I had had a couple of buddies that are like, don't stay on that stuff. But I was, I did need, I was in such bad pain. Right. But, um, and then they've kind of cracked down really hard, um, on even, so there was times, it was like every month they, I wasn't getting enough meds and I was having like withdrawal symptoms every month. And it was like hell on earth. Like, mm. uh, and that's one of the reasons I really kind of wanted to quit because, I mean, there was so many problems and I must have been on, Maybe thirty meds a day, twenty, wow, twenty-five, wow. maybe yeah. thirty. But like, like thirty pill, like pills, or just different types of pills. Probably fifteen to twenty different medications. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was on nerve medicine, Crazy. and they give you all kinds of stuff to like basically make. I was like in a uh, pharmaceutical kind of like coma because yeah. they they make it where you're not you're you know because with a brain injury like your brain's not right at first. Like it's like, you can't think straight and you have your filters about that much. And I, I never had much of a filter before, but it's still, you know, so, uh, so they put you on everything to almost just make you okay. Just to lay there and, uh, and not be, but, um, it started doing the opposite and, uh, yeah. And, and then it was getting harder to, uh, find doctors to help. And, uh, doctors to help me and stuff like that and uh and i finally just was like i'm tired of the fear of am i um the fear of like i have to rely on this medicine and the fear of like i'm gonna not make it if i miss it if, if the pharmacy doesn't make it this month right what what could happen 
happened to me. Because like a lot of those medicines that throw you into seizures, yeah, and all that. So I kind of just get tired of it. And it, and I I still am out on uh, some neuro meds that help my brain try to slow down. Because uh, it's like a ping pong ball, like just getting shot around in right, my head. Right, so right. Uh, I wake up and I feel like I've been on a, a ride and like a roller coaster. Like I feel like I'm gonna throw up, all headaches, long, yeah. and pain. So I've been on stuff to kind of help that, but yeah. Um, are you taking more of like, because uh, like you said, you've given up all these pain medications and other medications. Are you kind of approaching it from like a holistic other, like a, a, like a holistic standpoint, whereas you might be doing more natural type medications or like CBD type stuff? Yes. Um, uh, I actually do. Like So uh, the, um, the neuromeds, I realize I just have to, to take uh, – Right. Because and it's like they actually give me stuff for Alzheimer's patients, but it, it fixes any abnormalities in the brain. And I take some other stuff for headaches, but um, like the best doctor, a lot of times, even if anyone's listening to this or watching this that has had a like the best doctor we can be is just researching on our own because a lot of times doctors will just keep adding stuff on and don't know your symptoms. So I started looking up everything that can help inflammation. So I take uh, turmeric, black garlic, mm-hmm. saffron, ginseng, uh, algae, uh, uh, spirulina. Um, and uh, I started taking, um, it's, uh, it's, it's kratom, but mm-hmm. uh, it's the one thing that helps my pain. And I don't have to get back on um, pain meds and, there's been a few times I'm like, oh, I just want to make sure that I don't have anything sim- similar to pain meds. So I've quit at times. And like, if pain meds are like the roots, Chris, of a, of a withdrawal symptoms, uh, coming off Kratom is more like a shitty McDonald's drive through. So it's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not bad, like coming off of it, but it really does. Uh, and I try to take as small as possible. So I take a lot of things that help it. So I don't take much, I'm not having to take much of it, mm-hmm. but, um, Otherwise, I'm really kind of, and I, uh, I, uh, in Florida, they, they approved, uh, marijuana. So I have my medical, but my medical license, but it's such for me, uh, such a hard medicine as, as that to judge where I don't use it a lot of times. And I try to use more of the C higher CBD, uh, because that meant when you're taken as a medicine, it's, uh, it sometimes does work, and then sometimes it's like too much. And like, oh, and what especially with the brain injury, like I didn't plan on right. being uh, no I'm buckled in for six. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and uh, yeah, I just try everything um, to uh, everything natural and everything that won't cause all these, you know, other um, reactions to my body or other, you know, like. Uh, Chains down the way, you know, like, oh, I'll start messing up yeah. this, and then you have to take a medicine for that, and that medicine messes up this. And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, the natural stuff, and that's, uh, it's crazy that everything we, uh, there's so much stuff in natural that, that actually works, but we, uh, we don't realize it. But then I also realized that too much of everything is not a good thing. So, yeah. Like our turmeric was like good for inflammation, so I started making pills because I can't stand the taste of like that (laughs) and algae. Yeah, of course, uh, of course. And I was taking too much turmeric, and I couldn't even 
RBP to the slow that down. And like, so I'm learning like, you know, I'm like basically playing a scientist of like how much, you know, to do like, uh, with, uh, with everything. And, uh, and I think I figured out a good balance and I make, make them into, to capsules because, uh, Kratom is not too delicious to taste mixed in with turmeric and uh, black garlic and uh, spiraling out. I can, only ima- I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I was going to ask if you kind of like dabbled with the medical marijuana because we do have it here in Florida. And I didn't know what your relationship was to that prior to the accident either. So um, it sounds kind of like you do – dabble here and there, um, you know, with it, obviously the high CBD as well. So I was going to ask like, you know, it, was that your first kind of experience with it or were you, were you previously, uh, uh, you know, in it? I had previously taken, but it's funny cause everyone always like my second man, they're always like, man, you guys are like stoners or whatever. Like <laughs> some of the guys, uh, probably were more, I don't, but I never really, it never really was something that like, uh, it, uh, it just made me have more anxiety or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, so I, it wasn't something that I uh, really uh, cared to, to, and that's the thing is like alcohol and that I'm alcohol is legal. And that is and now it's starting to come around, but that is like, it's a med. Like it's really is a medicine. And, uh, like even our, our base player, uh, well, the bass player in the other band I was in, Nayleen, Brad Lehman, uh, he actually has started a, uh, he grows CBD seeds and it's actually, he's made a medicine. It's higher CBD and does it by hand. I can't think of the name of his, uh, of his company. Um, uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it actually works. Like it's just like, uh, you can put it on like lotions or whatever. And it's, uh, People don't realize that because, you know, it's just the same thing with, like, how people think, you know. They used to refer to seed or hemp as they would, like, marijuana right, stuff, right, the right. same kind, just like poppy seeds and opium. Huh? Mm-hmm. But uh, after my accident, to, to look at it from a medical side, um, I do use it sometimes. It's still, you know, like I said, it's a hard medicine to judge, but it really does help at, at times. Um but uh yeah it's 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 crazy the um i don't know how you know how we look at things certain things like as like oh that's and then when you look at you know that's bad or yeah, well, you were told you were told weed and marijuana has been you know it's been a drug for the entire time that we've been alive you know with yeah. the, with a dare program and everything like that we were kind of brainwashed to think of it as one way and like you said like alcohol is is readily available but it might be some may say it might be worse than than marijuana or weed, and like now it's like flipped, so it's kind of like trying to cast off all those negative stigmas, you know yeah, and, and that anything in moderation that's one thing, but uh and that's uh our perception, so i I always you know make it like when I thought of it as a medicine, even though it was the exact same thing, it was a completely different experience like. Because I was thinking of the medicine, mm-hmm. it's kind of like I always joke, like you know, if you're to blindfold someone and uh, and tell them you were going to take them to Hawaii and you just took them to a part of Florida, they really wouldn't know the difference except the temperature. And yeah. it's like how our minds can like 
And I've been, after my accident with the brain injury, I've been so amused of just how the brain, just perception of things can completely change how we view something or even how it works in our body. That's why they do, in most tests, they do the um, placebo and the real because a lot of people can even think, and a lot of people can even make themselves sick off of nothing. (laughs) Right, yeah, with all the worry and stress of just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a moderation thing, and and when you use it, anything, if you're using it to help you and not uh, abusing it, I think it's uh, it can be a great thing. Yeah. Well, I want to also say, like, uh, chances are the stuff you're getting from the medical dispensary, even though it's it's still marijuana, it's probably a little more heightened than the stuff that we used to get in the street. So it would be yeah. very hard to judge some of that stuff. Yeah. And I, and I never, before I never, uh, that much. I mean, there's, uh, every, every once in a while to try to, cause I had, I've had OCD and anxiety and like, it, it would always make it worse. I'm like that stopped for me, but <laughs> that was all a head thing because now when I think of it as a medicine, it does help my PTSD. And, yeah. uh, but I found, uh, which there's a lot of stigma about Kratom, like, oh, that's just uh, something for people, you know, like, as like an open, and it, it yeah. really is a medicine when not abused. I mean, it's the one thing that's helping me not go back on pain meds. Yeah. But it is one of those things, like, when you get used to even Coke or caffeine, you have to start drinking more of it, and you have to not, because everything you get used to it. So it can be abused if you're just nonstop. But uh, I tend to find that is the best for me as far as helping me not be in miserable pain and be able to function throughout the day uh, when mixed with other stuff. And then, uh, yeah, at times I will uh, use the medical, but uh, that's, uh, I I found the Kratom is, is the best. Yeah. I would assume uh-huh. you know the medical medical marijuana would be like a sleepy sleep time aid situation because you know they they can make them quite well to where they make you pass out pretty quick. Well, and what's crazy for me is like so, uh, like an indica strain which would make people pass out with my brain injury. That makes my brain think normal and actually mm. makes me normal, which is very strange because. Uh, but it's still one of those things where you know, and it's uh, if you if you do if, you, if I take more than what I should, yeah, then I do. But if I take just it, it is a great um, medicine, uh, and uh, yeah, and I don't, you know, I'm not uh, one on here to say, oh, it's for you know, that's why I refer to it as a medicine because um, you know, with anything, you know, it's I'm not I'm not a uh, one that supports abusing. Right, right, right. And that could be anything. anything. That's like Coca-Cola. You know what I mean? I, I probably yeah. admittedly abused Coca-Cola for many years. And then I kind of realized, I was like, dude, I am addicted to it. I'm just sucking, here, I'm yeah. sucking the can down, not even enjoying the taste of it. I just need the sugar and the caffeine. And then yeah. I felt like really, I was like, dang, I'm not in control of that. So I, I gave it up. Uh, I gave it up within this year. And, you know, I'm now to the point you where... You probably had some withdrawal symptoms course, even off yeah. that problem. Of course, of course. There was headaches and just kind of like... Yeah. Yeah, all sorts of shit. But um, yeah, I just kind of like... Now I can have one or two. And, and luckily, it's not the same kind of like... Um, 
you know, feeling or whatever. It's not like the crackhead feeling of just like getting it, no, getting no. it into my yeah. body. But even then, sometimes it doesn't even taste as good or like I had remembered it. You know, it's like your brain tricks you a little bit into thinking you crave it and you need it. Uh, and the crazy thing is, so my mom's eye doctor, I think, because um, she has health issues. He had heard that I quit pain meds called Turkey. And so he wanted to meet me because he's like, you are one tough person with your injuries. And so he was and he actually uh Go! I don't think he even goes to that. He's like higher up at their church or something. You know, I was raised in the whole Bible and all that. And right. like, he was like, you need to get your medical card again. Cause I did have, and I stopped and he's like, and then I've even started using magnets and they actually pulls the, the, you put magnets on the parts that hurt and they actually work. But, uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's cool to see even older people that would probably have been so against something like that being the ones are saying doctors like you need to do this you know for your health or uh, to to deal with your your pain it it is very interesting to see how like there is a shift with with not only just like you said marijuana but just like in um in uh you know treating symptoms in general like with magnets whether it be with like you know psilocybin mushrooms or for like psd or for for all that you know mdma uh, mdma for all that other all this stuff but like it is cool to be in the time where there is like a, a mental shift as far as like approaching. Uh, I don't want to call it more Eastern styled medicine, but the Western well, philosophy is kind of dying a little bit. No, and that that is right. Like the I knew it was like switching when I was raised like Southern Baptist, like I mean super uh, conservative. So when my mom and dad were both like we should maybe look into that because you're on 15 to 20 pharmaceutical and it just keeps causing more problems and whatever we can look into that's more natural because they were, they hated seeing me in that state of just always being in. They'd even have to help me get out of bed. I'd be so bad off. And so for them to even be the ones that are like, Hey, we should look in. I was like, yeah, it definitely is uh, changing on how people perceive. Yeah. Uh, different things yeah just kind of nuts um i think we've kind of probably exacerbated all that you probably want to talk about the injury and such like that so let's, oh, kind, of, yeah, yeah. let's kind of switch gears and talk about some music stuff how about that <laughs> yeah i have one track thinking so no it's all good that, i mean that, that's that, that people want to know so it's all you know i just don't want the whole episode to be about everything that no, went bad. Yeah. yeah so that's the one that gives from the brain injury is the one track thinking i just oh, no. keep going and it's not on you Dad. and the ocd i still have i'll just keep on repeating it's it. nothing to do with you i'm just trying to you know uh no pace the sure. podcast out a little bit but no i appreciate you know you being so open with that because obviously uh there are probably many other people not with the same type of injury as you had obviously but that are dealing with something like that so you know, it's yeah. always good to get different opinions. And like you said, we come from, we live in like a highly conservative state for the most part. And uh, in one that also is kind of like pretty well known for their like opioid situation and crisis. That, that was on. bad rock dogs. Yeah, yeah it was so, horrible. So, you know, um, it's good. It's good that things are changing. And like you said, like your, your, your close knit family is also changing their views on stuff and whatnot. But <clears throat> so 
Yeah, let's, let's bounce back into music. Uh, earlier, yeah. <laughs> earlier in this, uh, earlier when we started, you said you were doing some creative things. You kind of touched base on the movie, uh, you know, the film stuff that you were doing. But it, are some of the creative things musical as well? Like, are you kind of like, uh, you know, dabbling back into that as some as part of like your healing or, or process? Uh, yeah, and uh, I, it, it, yeah, it, um, I'll say that. And, um, <laughs> I think Don't let the uh, cat out of the bag or anything, but you know. I wanna, yeah, I wanna, um, with whatever I do, uh, not necessarily, uh, surprise people, but, you know, let, you know, let people know, like, you know, with whatever I'm doing, I wanna do it for such a, such a sincere place that's like, hey, you're not alone with what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and whatever ways of, uh, art or creative outlets I can do that will uh, uh, relate to people uh, I'm working on. And so, yeah, um, that might be uh, one of the things I'm uh, working on for sure. Uh, it's a, uh, and before my accident, I had gotten wrapped up into the cogs of the, uh, the major uh, powers that be in the entertainment industry and uh had lost all joy and i guess creativity i kind of just did what i was told and um so now with whatever i do from from film or if it may be music uh that it will be from a sincere place that's uh that's hope i want to show people kind of what i've been through in hopes that it will relate to them and what they're going through because we all like how my injury you can't really see because it's a brain injury but we all have injuries that no one can see no matter if it be an emotional thing or something and people really especially in today's times want something to feel like hey i'm not alone in this and uh and that's like i think that's my main reason that i survived that accident is uh is to kind of uh be out here to you know and i've been kind of quiet lately but i've uh yeah i've been uh rustling uh quietly and uh and hopes to uh to you know make an impact on um on my life in a positive way and on other people and uh and give people you know hope and joy and right. as well as myself yeah i mean i i want to say you specifically are one of those people that probably came up a lot as far as like wanting people on the podcast, you know, like a guest, because there is very little out there outside of the standard update that you may have posted yourself, you know what I mean? On, on social media and whatnot, but there definitely is, uh, I'm, I'm assuming, and I'm pretty sure my assumption that there are gobs of people that are interested as to like what your struggles been like, you know, and, and, you know, how you've gone from almost rock bottom. I mean, I don't even know if you were, how long you were unconscious, if you were conscious after the wreck and everything like that to where you kind yeah, of realized yeah. how like messed up you really were. And then, you know, it's been, like you said, it's five years since then. And, and now you're just kind of coming out of the shell kind of, and, 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 you know, telling your story, which by all means I, I think is very commendable and brave. And, um, yeah, it's good. It's good that, you know, I, I reached out to you and I know it's been, it's been, you know, we've had this kind of, uh, 
touching base with each other for the last couple months. Yeah. And I, I you know, and I, I felt like this is the one that I should just let organically happen whenever you're ready. Cause you do have these things going on. And I feel like it's such a vital part of like, you know, the culture and the scene of, of certain kind of metalcore and metal music that your voice kind of be heard and your story be told. So it's, it's great to have you on, honestly. So I, again, I thank you, even though I thanked you earlier, but um, no, it's great. No. And in the, in the spring, uh, uh, one of my, one of the best friends I've ever, my friend Corey Steger, who started uh, Under Oath with me, uh, he was hit in the car and he, and he passed away. Yeah. I remember you posted and you, you and the that really person. hit me hard, but, it also, and, uh, gosh, his wife and kids, I love so much. And, uh, and, uh, it's motivated me more to like, you know, like, I feel like almost like, you know, him saying, Hey, I get, had to leave early, but you gotta, you gotta do something to, to let people know, like, Hey, we're all in this together. Yeah. So, um, that was a rough, and it's still, getting over and then a good friend of mine actually a friend i've played music with uh got covid and he almost passed away and mm. he's just coming out and so that also was uh a big uh but then me and him talk a lot and uh he's a he's a drummer i played music with and stuff uh, but uh ryan rafferty and so that also was a, it was a hard time while we were touching bass but it also has been like I guess the fire under my ass has been like, you know, uh, you got to, you know, Get we're, we're still here. We got to do this, you know, because yeah. we think we're going to be alive forever. Uh, well, I don't, but a lot of people do. And we don't realize we're only here for a split second. Yeah. I mean, we think about Benjamin Franklin. It's like, it almost sounds like a story. And he was like the rock star of his time. Or if you think about King Tut or like, uh, um, things from the like back in the bible it's like it almost feels like fairy tales but that really those people existed but we think that we don't realize how quick we're here and yeah, uh yeah. and how long and, time is know, like those people you're talking about even ben franklin that sounds so old so long ago but yeah it's, it's like a hundred something years ago you know or a yeah. little more than that it's not really that long ago <laughs> and it's and it's crazy how fast we forget and that was another thing after my accident where i was like People only remember you for like the legacy you left, which means like how you impacted people or like how, what they'll say about you and how you treated your family. And a lot of people just want to, you know, just work and then they die and no one ever knows their story. And I feel everyone has a story to tell, but a lot of times we're too afraid, but it's like we're only here for a second. I mean, like, you should tell it no matter what it is because that's what we're that's what we're here for is like to to be in this together you know we're not supposed to be to ourselves or you know like our own like thing you know or uh saving up as much you know and i i used to think everything i thought that mattered like uh doesn't matter like when uh you're having your ass wiped and you're having to eat through a yeah. straw because your mouth's wired like you realize like all oh, those finances are the label didn't push this or I didn't get this role. It's like you realize, and that's where I'm coming from now with wanting to do art is like, Hey, you're not, you know, I, I know where you're coming from, even if it's a different thing. And 
like people always tell me too, like, oh, I have this problem, but man, you have it so much worse. And I always say like, hurts hurt or problems are problems. I don't care if it's me in an accident or someone going through a really bad breakup or losing their job or anything. That's still the same thing that causes on the hurt on the heart. And like, uh, and we need to talk about it with each other and, you know, like, uh, therapy, I guess in a way. And that's why people, I think love music, uh, is it is a way of therapy for them in different ways. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that a hundred percent. Uh, because especially in our little, you know, niche of music, there's a lot of aggression that can be let out. That is positive. And then again, like, you know, most of the scene, uh, whether it's hardcore metal or metalcore, most, I think the basis of that is, you know, togetherness and camaraderie and we're all one and all that stuff. So, I mean, that's what it kind of attracted me to it all when I found it. Same here. Yeah. Cause it was something different and it wasn't, um, not saying that other, other genres don't have that, but it was way more prevalent at the time when I got into it. That's why I was drawn to it is it felt like, Holy, Holy crap. These guys, or like I felt like a family, like, and it felt like, oh, they know what I'm about. And like back in the days, like I would see someone else with a shirt on, like a certain hardcore shirt or metal shirt. And I'm like, that guy, it's like almost like a friend right from the start. Right, right. Yeah. You have like a connection, you know, a similar, a similar interest. And you understand already that that niche is so small in general, that if you see someone in the wild, it's like, oh, hey, I know you, you I know, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, hey, can, can you give me? Uh, for some reason, my phone didn't charge, and ahead, I had like five percent. I just got to plug it in real quick. No problem. Take your time. Yeah, go ahead. That'll show my good eye injury or my brain injury. You're like, oh, no, I'm going to stop it over two seconds. Nope, take your Sorry time. Sorry about that. No, you're all good. Good man. job. That's my dipshit self. People can see the reality. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, yeah, well, you know, we all keep it live and keep it real around here. Plus, you know. No, that's awesome. You can still hear me, so it's not like we're, you know, you're just off camera for a little bit. But this uh, this yeah. also goes audio, so the people who listen won't even know, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not doing anything. I'm just taking a uh, sip of water. <laughs> so um, let's talk about uh, Maylene a little bit here. Um you know, during the time of your accident and all that stuff, you guys were kind of in the midst of recording, I would assume, number five, because, you know, Maylene has two, three, four, and uh, I would assume the fifth record was going to be five. How like how far along in that process did you guys get in, like, what do you plan to do with any of that material? Um. Sorry, another pause. Sorry about that, guys. All good, Drinking man. water. If you're not seeing me. Um, so after the last record we we put out, it was, gosh, it was, um, and you know, like I don't ever talk bad on anything because, like, you know, I'm one of those guys. Like, even if I get an argument, I had to let someone get me mad enough. So it's not always someone else's fault, but. I felt so I'd been through a divorce and all this. And I was just not, I was in a down place. And so I just was like trying to provide, I guess, in a way. And so the the last record we did, I kind of uh, became, I did what I was told kind of thing. You know, like uh, if you make it more, we're not going to kind of put it out or push it if you don't make it more um, marketable or whatever and are we talking we about number just, are we talking about number four? four okay just making sure yeah go ahead 
And, uh, and I kind of went along with that out of fear and, you know, I didn't have any, um, the creative side of, 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 uh, and there is still some like that record is the most, um, showing my heart lyrically. And I kind of got it out in that way, but a lot of it was, um, I was just trying to please other powers that be, I guess. And, uh, and so after that record, um, we kind of like didn't want to be on So we kind of made it kind of where we could, I don't know if we stopped, I forget, because a lot of my accent I forget before the injury, which right. is a good thing. <laughs> I, a lot of that's gone. But, like, I don't remember playing shows at all, uh, which is crazy. Like, like in I, general I or I, just, like, right before yeah. the accident? In general. So, like, even under oath? Could, you don't remember under oath? Wow. No, I can, but I'll remember stupid things like, you know, I'll be like, oh, back in the days I poured water on that guy's head in the van. That was funny. My friend lives here, John, like I was telling him. Interesting. I remember weird things, but uh, not shows. But um, That's crazy. Uh, and so I don't remember a lot, but after we stopped, some other things that happened that really just made us kind of upset. Like we were like, it's almost like we were even bringing work to the label. Like, the, like you know, like one thing was like a, a segment and, you know, just in a commercial somewhere, but it didn't happen. It was too long getting back. And like, and it's a major, you know, we were on the division of Warner, So it's a major, uh, the, the tons of people involved and they mm-hmm. kind of go through employees pretty often. No offense to uh, Warner or anything, but that's just how it goes. And, um, so we kind of stopped touring for a while because we're like, we just want to somehow be, we want out of this uh, horrible cycle. Mm-hmm. And then we started, like, even when our record came out two weeks before, our A&R uh, quit or get fired. And so we had a new person coming on board that didn't know anything about us. And so mm-hmm. we had, it was just, so we finally uh, were able to part ways and, um, we did a few tours after that and it just was like I had almost uh, started doing, I felt like I was doing music uh, as a job that I didn't enjoy and I'd lost all of it, you know, and, and that's when I was in a, I was in a really bad place before my accident, just really depressed. Uh, and my accident, as weird as it sounds, was a blessing. Uh, yeah, kind of like woke uh, you up a little it, bit, huh? changed my whole life but like so we had started working on we did a tour in canada we the last tour we did it was canada down to the uh u.s but we didn't have snow tires and had a the tr- trailer we had uh no brakes or anything and like so we wrecked uh in canada on like black ice and the whole tour just was like yeah uh, just other problems so then tour our uh me and uh me and our base like this is kind of like this is this is you know this yeah. is not not what anymore. we want to what not we want to be doing. And then I somehow decided to start, and some other things have came where people are asking me to make little roles here and there. So I started getting acting, which if you're down in life, that's probably not the smartest venture to take uh, when you're in front of uh, 
casting directors. I'm like, oh, you suck. No, they don't tell you that. But they no, yeah, it's stressful. Eye. It's stressful. Yeah, the audition yeah. process so is not ideal. You get told no more than yes. And so that wasn't good. So we had started working on some stuff, but uh, kind of just like let it by the side. And then um, my accident happened and we had talked about messing around and then everything happened worse. And then, uh, yeah, uh, not not too long ago, I just felt the need to start uh, maybe trying to make, a, I guess, uh, art. I, yeah. I really don't know uh, where that, uh, what it will be. or Where it will take you, you know? I think it will be exciting for people, um, no matter what it is, if, uh, if it is music or if it's a... Or if it's film. but I uh, I'm I I have a I have a love for life again and uh, it's like people I talk I've heard a long time ago I heard this band I used to love called Artemis Piledriver and they were older guys but we used to play with them and uh, and this was a mailing was first started and he was like you know uh, heavy metal is a young man's game and I was like I don't even know what he's talking about. And then I realized, like, if you're super established, then it keeps going. But as for a lot of bands, it's rough. you start getting older. And then you, uh, you, you've you probably seen it a lot in the Lambda class, because they probably have talked, because I love that about you guys, are unfiltered. So you probably have talked trash on many of bands of, like, these stupid sellouts have right, made right, a right. freaking well, it is- horrible rock radio record. Right. And it's almost every time it's, Guys get scared and they're getting a little older and now they have bills. They don't, they're not in their, uh, parents' basement or wherever, you know, and it's like, and they kind of do whatever they're told and they lose all hope. And it's the bands that kind of just stick with it and go, we don't care. They seem to make it through it. Um, but, uh, after my accident, it was like, I feel like I'm like 16 years old again wanting to do stuff like yeah. i have that excitement and like uh even you know uh my other friends and stuff they're always like you know they almost look at me sometimes like man you're a little too carried away because i'm a very huge imagination so they're like you i think your imagination's a little out of let's let's try to bring it more to reality <laughs> but i have that like kid like and it, it is that when we're younger we have that just Nope, not words, afraid yeah. and we can do anything and then when we get older we start thinking more more responsibilities and, uh, more all this more stress and you know it's, it's tougher to do things which is weird that you bring that up too and i don't mean to interrupt you but like my thing is oh, no, no. My, my thing with lamb goat that i'm trying to kind of like do in general is like how do we introduce younger people to heavier music that's not not and again i'm not trying to like say like bands that maybe produce a more like rock styled record or what whatnot, you know, I, I understand it. And like there's other bands that like I can understand, like even if we want to go as far as say like big rock bands like Five Finger Death Punch or one of those big headliner type bands. It's not yeah, yeah. it's not my vibe one bit, but I also understand that like maybe someone finds Five Finger Death Punch and then goes to a show. You know, and one of the opening bands is someone that's more aligned with what we hey, enjoy. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then again, that's yeah. that's a big kind of scene band. But then you can get a little bit more under the crust, and then from there you go a little bit more under the crust, and then like you fall down the hole and you get really into the underground. And my whole thing is like, how do we 
how do we speed that process up and like, you know, get around the whole having to listen to those bigger bands or radio rock bands or whatnot. But it is also interesting at this particular point in the scene and the, the how long it's been around since, you know, early 80s, I'm sorry, late 80s, early 90s. Whereas now like bands that are coming out that are people in their late teens, early 20s, they grew up with their parents listening to bands like Slipknot. So their take on yeah. he- their take on heavy music is completely different than what we had, you know? So it's interesting to see the dichotomy of like how that works out. Yeah, and uh, um, it's – and then, you know, it's also like – it's also for the older bands not getting where like – they're like – sound like old grumpy, like, oh, new bands can't – you know, they're, they right. can't do it. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's already been done before, and it's like uh, – because there's a lot of new – I mean, they're – in every genre, there's bands that just do the same thing, and it just sounds – but there always is just great new stuff that I've been I hear and I'm like, holy crap, that that's really good. And it's uh the cool thing is with the internet, I I used to hate the internet. And I still <laughs> have my uh, battle with it because it took away, you know, album sales. Like sure, back when sure. I, I would go to, you have to go to a show and there'd be a distro and you buy your fingers through, you know, and try yep. to find uh the uh whatever new record was, you know, or, or uh, and nowadays it can kind of, kind of catch on like wildfire. Uh, and that's kind of cool that, that it surpassed a lot of those, uh, major labels are not being able to do your own thing with that. You also have a lot of just flooding of just everyone's right. <laughs> everyone's a photographer. Everyone's a, a director. Everyone's an actor. Everyone's, everyone's a everything. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's a musician. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, but it, you still do find the cream, you know, you still find the, and I'm big into that where I'm like, if I don't make it because my stuff's not good enough, that's good. I just want the best, just, you know, like, and I'm even for that of, uh, you know, still letting the, you know, the best will always come out. Right. Yeah. Like you said, cream will rise to the crop or the top. Um, God, I was going to ask you. So, oh yeah. So what was the, uh, what was like when you kind of left under oath, and you started Maylene. Oh no, not, let me let me let me jump back. Let me jump back because uh, you were talking about your issues with like Warner Brothers music and such like that, and having to do, um, you know, do what you were told kind of situation. Was any of that because um, you guys were on Ferret for a while? Did you experience any of that with Ferret? By like, uh, love those guys. And, uh, Ferret got bought out by uh, Warner mm. and. Uh, yeah, I love Carl. I haven't talked to him forever, but, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, Carl was in the band Nora, I think. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I can't think of the guys, but they're all, they were all great guys that were just all like sing guys, you know, like not old, they were just sing guys. And like, so it did feel like a family and then kind of like Barrett started picking up. So they got an offer and, uh, and it kind of ended that, uh, that fun kind of let's just yeah. you know yeah, creative you know like when you're working with like back in the fair days they're just like yeah it's awesome let's go with that's cool you know and then it's you're like you know um like on the last record one of the songs that we didn't want to be on the record kind of one of his b-side ended up being our single mm. and uh that was not our choice and uh and uh so it's kind of like you don't we lost a lot of the creative 
side where I, yeah, I do love the old, like, and there's still labels out there like that, uh, that I'm, you know, fans of that even bigger ones, you know, uh, right. Epitaph, uh, Fearless, Fuel by Ramen, like there's different, you know, and, uh, I don't know if Equal Vision is still around, but uh, I think they are. I'm so out of it. I would I'm say so out of this. I think they but are. It's we'll still go with cool. that. <laughs> But it's still cool that there's like, and there's probably a million other ones, but those are ones I've always seen that they, their artists still seem to do the creative side. And I, and I really think that's an amazing thing. Yeah. Ferret, Ferret was definitely, there was two major ones for me in my, in my journey through this kind of music was Trustkill and Ferret were like I was gonna the say two that. big ones. Yeah. And it's, it I was kinda, about to say Trustkill, yeah. It does kind of suck that, you know, they got too big, kind of, and then they got both kind of like got bought out in some weird way and then kind of killed, you know what I mean? Just kind of killed everything that the label had built. And it was, uh, it's kind of a bummer. It definitely was, you know? Yeah. And it, and I, it's the same kind of thing where like bands try to start making late, you know, songs to hopefully put money on the table. Unless you're an established band that you can still kind of, and then some bands stick with it. But I think, thing with ferret might have been like here's money and i can take care of my family or whatever and and they thought they i think they even thought they still were going to have creative and i think it was just bamboozled kind of yeah came in yeah and it's even like that with the film since i've gotten a little bit like i love the a24 uh yeah, film yeah. company like everything they put out is just like it's you know it's gonna be like its own thing and like uh so i think that's cool too with even there's still some companies out here that are like doing they're like we don't care yeah. what other people say we're gonna do our own little it kind of like thing on it, it kind of takes back to what you said like with bands that just kind of stick with what they do you know i mean like people or companies or brands or whatever that just kind of like don't bend to that narrative of like trying to be the most popular thing or to be the most clicked thing that day or whatnot. Like there are so many bands that I grew up listening to that are still around that. I don't think we'll have the, like, I don't think bands starting out now that are like, you know, five years old or something like that will be able to stay around because they are playing that game where they're trying to write certain things for certain markets and such like that. Yeah. But, but you got bands like, uh, you know, every time I die, it seems like that band itself has been the same band almost the entire time they're unapologetically them and it's it's worked in their favor like to no i love those guys yeah yeah. 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 lamb and god good guy you know uh randy's an awesome guy so stuck with it you know uh and then there's other bands you know like uh flog and molly and different different genres but it's like it's awesome because they uh are clutch we've used to tour with a lot like they kind of just stuck with yeah, that's who thing. they are and and they have their cult fan base because they because they know they're not gonna uh and i and i applaud uh fans like that and i wish i would have kind of well and i don't really wish because i believe everything i'm wearing now where i think everything happens for a reason even my accident and it, it always makes sense in the end mm-hmm. so uh i think even for me having that kind of record even though i was more open lyrically uh i think it's and my accent is making me into whoever i am and whatever i'm gonna do coming up where it's like yeah. oh that's 
that's it makes all sense now. I don't know if we answered the other question prior. I might have gotten distracted myself too as well. But how far along in the process for the fifth record were you guys in? Like how far along beforehand? Um, we kind of had given. Uh, I mean, we had we did some a few demos here and there, but it was like pretty. Uh, and that was even me. Uh, I had started thinking, okay, I'm going to try to get into acting or whatever. Right, and right, I right. just, I had yeah, that last tour put in such a, put such a bad, I guess, taste in my mouth. And I wasn't in a good place anyways. Uh, mentally. I was like letting, uh, I thought everything that mattered that was bringing me down, which I know now doesn't matter. Right. Uh, I let it tell me who I was and, I'm big on that now, like uh, how we we let things or people or tell us who we are, and that's not really us. From negative, and I'm, the power of words is crazy, or yeah. just the power of uh, um, putting things on people, or we put on ourselves, and like so. I'm I'm big on uh, you know not letting uh, now. Um, negative things tell us who we are because that's why i think we had not pursued much of the fifth record is because i was like well that record i lost uh i lost my creative not all of it but some of your lust for it it. you know you you weren't attracted to it and yeah and then i was like you know and i've always struggled with i think everything i do is a piece of shit so (laughs) it's like you know i was like well, now I really see, you yeah, know, yeah. it's like, uh, and that's just something I, and I have a lot of friends that are in this, that struggle with the same thing. They're just, it's almost like they don't want to be rock stars or huge uh, things. So they do the opposite and just bash themselves. Right. Stop. It's you know? like that imposter and that's what I, stuff. And so that's what I was doing. And so I was just like, you know, uh, we didn't get far, I don't think, because it was just like, oh, it's just going to suck anyway. This is bad. You know, whatever. Interesting. Interesting. Then, yeah. Um, how, did, the, how did you guys like – where did the – this is going to be a two-part question and I'm, we may have to – whatever. I may have to ask you the second part later on. But like how did you get in to – from being from Ocala and it is quite rural. rural how, did you Very, guys, yeah. how, how did you guys get into – like that kind of music. Cause like not only did you guys Maylene come from there, but like under Oath started there and then a data member also kind of started around there. Yeah. Too. Wage so, war. Yeah. And again, yeah wage war. Seth last night. Yeah. So yeah. I mean like how did, how did that scene even pop up, you know, down there in that area? I, I very randomly, like I never really heard it. I mean, out here, I didn't even know anything of it. And I think I was, at uh some kind of like i don't know like growing up like you know only thing to do out here is pretty much like go to we live next to a church so it was like i think i went to some youth event and that was together and i met some skater kids and like they started letting me hardcore i was like this stuff exists and then i just got obsessed with it and so i started playing bass like in a alternative band and uh and one day at a show well one of the guys i met that lived up here he was in the hardcore and so we just had talked about it and then i one day at a show i was sitting we i was my other band playing i looked over and the guy had like a other hardcore shirt on and it was Corey, my friend that just passed away mm-hmm. 
And I was like, I'm trying to start a band. He's like, oh, me too. So we just started a band and I started booking shows in Ocala, which is crazy. But people started coming out. And yep. uh, and my friend Donald from here, uh, he still is keeping that going. I love that dude so much. He's he's kept that going. But um, it was just kind of like, and it wasn't an easy start. I mean, we were like, no one got it. Really. <laughs> I can understand that, yeah. yeah. I would, I grew up in high school in Williston. So, uh, it's middle of nowhere. And so I was the only skater kid there. And like, there was a kid in my guitar class and I started letting him hear music. And it's Chris Dudley that plays keys for me. Um, and it just kind of happened. Then I started booking, like I brought Shia Lude, uh, into Ocala. And then I brought, uh, thing called Extolan Blindside one time back in the day. Yeah. And then we would just start branching out and then it kind of happened like where the A Day to Remember guys were coming to shows and uh, and it kind of just I don't know how but it kind of caught on in yeah. the middle of nowhere. Yeah, uh, for those who aren't really up to date with like... Horse capital. <laughs> yeah, geographically with Florida because people have the assumption of Florida obviously like palm trees and beaches and stuff but like... Not the central. The, the middle, the central <laughs> part of the Florida is definitely agricultural. Like it's heavy, heavy agricultural. It's... I lived in Alabama when I was a alien and uh, my mom is dad are way more country than like <laughs> gosh, I should get her in the same word because you guys would be like is that even English? Yeah. But like, so it's like super country, uh, a lot of like, just like uh blue collar, you know, like, uh, and uh, it's not, yeah, there's not much going on in the central part, but I, I love that because I think there is a, almost like a, a want for something more. And I think that's kind of where I, heavy. It was just like, there was nothing, and you hear that story with a lot, even like with the, the, the black metal bands, the metal bands that started over in, you know, uh, Norway or wherever in yeah, the middle yeah. of nowhere. Cause it's like, there was nothing really going on. And that was what they cling to. And people would come out. And I think, uh, I think that's kind of where Ocala came from. Cause there was nothing else to do. Yeah. It was like the, it was like the only alternative lifestyle kind of situation going on outside of like, you know, tending to the, the farm animals riding your horse from point A to point B. Cause I mean, I've, I've driven by there. I've gone through Ocala. I've been to Ocala a bunch of my entire life. And it is just like, to, even to me, cause I live on the East coast. So there's a beach next to me and I lived in Tampa on the Gulf coast. And you know, there was a beach there. And when you go to the major cities in Florida, like Miami and the South Florida, and even, I, I, even Tallahassee is not as the panhandle isn't even as rural or country as no, yeah. central Florida. And it is, it is really eye opening when you go out there. And Ocala's picking up a little bit more. It's kind of crazy to see, but it is, uh, it's kind of like behind the times of like, Oh yeah. Many you, years. Uh, do you remember? Cause when you're talking about booking shows and stuff like that back in the day, I also booked my own band shows and stuff like that. So Ocala was one of the cities just because, and again, this was before we even knew what all was out there, but Ocala was one that we yeah. always look at. And then Lakeland too. Lakeland shows was a website yes. that, that hits like it popped up in my head when you were started talking about all this. And I remember going to this website, Lakeland shows. And I was thinking like, damn, that is a, 
that's also a small rural area to have shows. And that's like a trash area too, no <laughs> offense, but it feels like you're like, because that's the one thing also about Florida is a lot of people, I think, came here on vacation and never left and just stayed out in the sun and got leather. And that's where you have the Florida men. <laughs> Florida man, yeah. So you get some characters out of it. And Lakeland's one of those towns where you get some crazy uh, guys that I think, and, and women that have just kind of stayed out in the sun to bank for a lot of years. Yeah, they've got the, uh, they, they're the ones carrying the pet alligators around with them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's funny to hear all the stories. And that's the thing about Florida is like, it really is one of the crazy, People always say, how is that connected to America? But oh, it yeah, really yeah. is. And as far as beauty, though, like all the rivers, and there's so, it's crazy, you know, like, uh, even on, they filmed on the Silver Springs, they filmed like Tarzan, yeah. Creature from the Black Lagoon and stuff, but you can still go down the river and monkeys got out from when they did Tarzan. <laughs> so there's monkeys and there's alligators yeah, yeah. on the side of the river, you're going down it and you think you're like, Am I still on a? Is this America? Am looks I on the crazy. Amazon or something? Yeah. Uh, you know, if 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 Florida had like mountains, I would never leave. You know what I mean? Because yes, I think it would be all the scenery that you need. You know, like you have like the 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 elevation with the mountains. You got the beach. You got like, and again, Florida's thick with brush in the middle there. There is so many, yeah, you know, so much uh, plant life and such like that. But like you said, it is a crazier part of the world. Uh, a part of the country for sure, but I wouldn't personally give it up for anything. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm a first generation Floridian. My family's not from here, but like we talked before the podcast, you, your family is like embedded down there. Yeah, like so like, you, yeah, you're, yeah. you've been, you, your family's been there for a long time, but like, I would never, I don't know if I'll ever move, move, you know what I mean? And if I do move, I'll come back for sure because it is like nowhere else in the country and i know we get a lot of bad stigmas but like screw everybody else you it's, i think it's hilarious i oh, love yeah. it it's like it's not <laughs> just disney world like this like or i would say like orlando is not florida because that's like the tourist spot and obviously like a lot of people just come and visit there so i don't necessarily understand i don't really know how many people are born and raised technically in orlando especially in miami yeah. i didn't know it's one of the most tourist places in the in america more i think it's the second one uh, I would go down there for my eye operations, and it is so many just uh, people that come there just to see my. And I never even realized that. Yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, like the coast, uh, especially down south, like a lot of it's a lot of like people from up north come. And nothing and other people from up north. So I'm not saying, but it, you know, and then Ocala has a lot of that. Like right outside you have the villages which is the crazy oh, retirement yeah. that has all the stds because the people throw their keys in and have sex parties so oh yeah google yeah, a, if you're listening to the podcast just google the village in florida and that, yeah, that's a google wild the story it's a place to go when you're older if you want to catch some stds <laughs> and they don't care down there no but to piggyback off of what you said about people coming down here and moving and stuff like that or or on vacation i would assume probably a good chunk of those Florida man stories are just people that come down here and have a little too much fun. And then they end up yeah. getting into trouble, you know, Panama city beach <laughs> never left. Yeah. Oh, Daytona wild. Daytona's wild too. Um, so obviously you left under oath, you know, and that was more of like a tech death metal situation for the, for the, you know, way back when, um, yeah. And I can understand how the death metal 
vibe creeps in in there because obviously Tampa is a hotbed oh, yeah. for all that kind of stuff back in the 80s, 90s. But it's interesting. And Orlando, death, yeah. obituary. Yeah, for sure, yeah. It, we've established that death metal has a place here in Florida for sure, no matter yes. what anyone says. But uh, you're, when you guys released your first Maylene record, <clears throat> I can remember the song uh, Tough as John Jacobs was, I believe, the first single. And um, th- I had never heard anything like that. And being a Floridian, obviously, you know, you do grow up listening to a lot of Southern rock. Leonard Skinner's from where I'm yeah. at, you know, and it was just like, holy shit, this is like a blend of like everything that I like about hardcore and metalcore, but it gives me a little bit of that twang to like really hold on to my Southern roots. And I, I won't say that I enjoyed it right off the bat. When I first heard it, I was like, what is this? I don't this? think I did either. <laughs> <laughs> when, I heard that, when, I heard, when I heard that song, I was like, what is this? And like, I, is this for real? You know what I mean? Because I had never heard anything somewhat like that. Yeah. But the more I listened to it, I was like, damn. And now, even to this day, it's one of my favorite Maylene songs. So it, oh. it is like, it, it's a cool blend. And then, of course, you know, you guys have expanded on that as the records, you know, have progressed and you guys found yeah. your sound and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, that first record, man, that is some, you know, uh, you're experimenting and trying some new shit, and it just kind of works, man. It started out really as a kind of, I never thought I'd do, I didn't plan to do music after I wrote, and I moved up there, and I knew a few guys, and we just started, it was kind of a joke, it was just fun. I could see that, to be honest and, with you. <laughs> and then we were thinking of a name, and I was like, I remember going to the mall Barker reenactments, uh, where she was killed off. I mean, it was, her story's crazy. You can look that up later on with anybody. But um, so we were thinking of band names. So I was like, oh, Maylene and Sons Disaster. That'd be, you know, it'd be crazy. And then we first started, like, John Jacobs, when I was younger, he was a guy that led this thing called the Power Team. And they would come out and they would rip up, like, <laughs> phone books <laughs> in half shit, yeah. for, for God. So, like, our, like, roll a frying pan up. And so I thought that was just, I mean, I love the dude, but I thought that was hilarious, you know, right. like just that kind of, so we kind of embraced all the stuff from our childhood. And then the other guys that had grown up, you know, in Alabama and the thing sticks uh, up there. So, uh, and we started out as like just having fun and it kind of just took off without us even, I mean, we used to just drink sweet tea on, not as like a gimmick, but that's just like, you know. Uh, yeah. And then we got stupid where we would start pouring like brute aftershave on people just to make it like <laughs> real, like have that real track. That was more of a comedy. But then like, yeah, it just started taking off and then it became serious. I and mean, it was always fun. It was just, I just wanted to do something that was fun and, and different. And then it was funny because when it started, everybody was like, that is totally you. Like, and under oath, you were being, you were trying to be not you. I mean, I was still being, but they're like, you were trying to like not lose your accent. I'm like, that's the idiot that I've always known. The kid, yeah. I, I forget who it was, but someone was like, yeah, I remember the first time I met you, you were riding up on a dirt bike, you know, uh, in the dirt. And so they're like, this band is exactly. And then at first, people were like, oh, they're not from the, they're not really Southern. And it's like, I grew up on a dirt road top. Yeah. 10 years old same house still but uh now it's all nice because all the horse it's now become the world they put the world equestrian center in a few miles down the road okay. and another 
huge one, but so it's building up, but it's still out here. You know, I grew up shooting shotguns. (laughs) I mean, the video for the, the video for the song, it also just paints it so well. You know what I mean? Cause like I I can see that, that going down on just like a, a week night, like not a week night, but a weekend or a Friday night. Like that is what I would picture you guys doing in central Florida or something like that. Like hooting and hollering in the fucking barn and stuff. And Alabama was the same kind of guys I was hanging out with. It was the same kind of deal with just some dudes that were just, uh, <laughs> and so it kind of, that video was based on, and it's, the cool thing about the video is there's a lot of guys that went on to be, uh, another, like my buddy Josh that now plays in Asley Dying, mm-hmm. like, uh, and, uh, my buddy Jamie that played in, I can't think of it, but it was cool to see, like, them in the, and then they, to go on, uh, so Alabama, Alabama also felt like uh, it was a really tight knit, like almost family kind of thing. Oh, for sure. Um, let me uh, wrap it up a little bit here. But I wanted to ask: Is there a theme through the first three records? Like, because you do have kind of like these spoken word parts in some of these songs. Um, and I could be, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but. It kind of made it sound like it was kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde kind of spoken word thing where it sounded like bank robbers or something like that. And then it kind of made me yeah. think, like, is there a storyline that goes along with the records or do you just have like an an overlaying theme for every couple songs? Like like uh, another one of my favorite bands, he is Legend, which I know you guys are pretty yeah, close yeah. with, They're Skylar cool. and stuff. Yeah. He's got this kind of like story that every now and then he'll throw into a song you know, and I just was curious if Maylene has some kind of like some situation like that. So, and it, it ended up working out not to our disadvantage, but like, because we were such based on like the story that later on we wanted to branch out. I was like, well, we, you know, didn't want to. And then when we thought we'll branch out a little bit, we branched out to the opposite of what fans were on the last record. So it's like, oh, we branched out the wrong. Even though I kept some of the lyrics, but um, so Maul Barker was in the early 1930s. Her and her family, they were uh, basically Bonnie and Clyde. They went around robbing yeah. people, stealing, killing people. Well, they were uh, hiding out uh, up the road here, like in uh, Lake Weir. Uh, right up right by Ocala and somehow they got found out and there was a big shootout and uh and her youngest son got killed and so when I was a kid I'd always go to the reenactments mm. and I always thought I was crazy eating you know candy apple and watching them shoot up you know right. and uh right. yeah. and then in real life every one of her sons were shot right. and killed at different points in life like one trying to escape Alcatraz so when we started this band, we're like, it's kind of crazy of like divine justice of like, if you live a life of just horrible and it'll come back around, you know, some people karma or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, mm-hmm. so we started out with that kind of like telling their story, but almost like, I always like to sometimes to, uh, give hope to the, not, you know, but you sometimes paint the bill in like in a way that we're like, you feel humanize them. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's kind of where a lot of the themes came from of these sons that have like, part of it was like, Hey, don't do what we did or, you know, don't take the path. And then other ways they're like, you know, kind of like the infamous thing, like, you know, we always know we'd make it in the paper, you know, we would be yeah. one day. And it's like, uh, 
end to show like the bad side. And, and then it, later on, it kind of got hard because we're like, man, we should branch out a little bit. And we're like, well, you kind of really pigeonholed ourselves. And then our way of not pigeonhole, we thought, oh, we'll make a complete. Yeah, that last record was not the. That was the other powers to be, but right. uh, uh, and there's still some great songs on the record, and I love it. I'm not, I'm not, you know, like, like I said, you know, like if someone makes me mad, I can't say, "Oh, you made me mad." I just decided to get mad, so I made that record. Right, and uh, I look back, you know, with all things in life, something like I wish I would have done some things differently, but uh, yeah, it was kind of by uh, telling the story of uh, through this. Uh, family and kind of make it more personal like the struggles they've gone through interesting any new stuff i do in the future i want to make it more personal like this is just literally what i've been through and you know yeah you have have your own story and you might not you might not want even i like to show things that people don't want to see you know like people always want to show the upside but you know i want to show the 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 shit that, that people are like man i really didn't Maybe that's a little too deep, you know, or that didn't mean, I don't feel comfortable with that. You right, know? And it's right. like, because we're afraid to talk about our insecurities or our problems. Mm-hmm. That's why Instagram is such a huge thing because people paint, and I love Instagram, but they paint a false narrative right, a lot of times. Right. And I like showing just the, the freaking muck. Yeah. Know? Well, the, when you, when you start getting in the awkward places, that's where kind of growth happens. So, you know, some people don't like to grow. And so they avoid those kind of awkward situations or uncomfortable things, you know, whether it's with somebody or themselves. Yeah, but I, I feel like uh, I live for those kind of weird moments, unfortunately. That, dude, we should I hang out because <laughs> I am the most awkward. I do it now on purpose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I've, I've learned that if you say something so straight and it's the most off thing, people's brains can't compute it. It really. No, I know. So, like, one time at the hospital, ladies, like, any medicines you're not taking, and I was like, yes, methamphetamine, you know, that we needed to look, and I was like, yes, methamphetamine. And for five minutes, she stayed looking because I was so serious, and I was like, man, that's meth I don't take. And she's like, gosh. And I'm like, <laughs> or one time, all my doctors, and no offense to, like, I love everyone, so no offense to any of, you know, people that are, are gay or anything like that, nothing like that at all. Uh, my doctor was checking me out and I had a bunch of blood work done and there was all these nurses and I was like, I used to stutter a lot after accidents. So I kind of stuttered a little bit more, but I was like, did, did my blood work show if I was homosexual? <laughs> and she goes, what was that? And like, they all looked stunned. And then I said it again. I was like, did, there was my blood work able, could you find out if I was homosexual? And they still just all stayed there. And it was so awkward. I mean, it was <laughs> not comfortable. And I finally was like, I'm just messing with y'all, and they're like, just get out of here, please. Like, So I've learned, like, if you say things so serious, people can't, com- even if it's a joke, they just can't yeah. compute it, and they don't, like, their brains, like, it's a deer in headlights. Yeah. So I love opera now. So yeah. that anything I do will have that opera tendency with it. Oh, I hope any kind of, you know, uh, scripts you guys write, you uh, you you explore all those awkward awkward moments too cuz that oh, for sure. that's yeah. good for a comedy and stuff like that. <clears throat> well, let's uh let's kind of wrap it up Dallas. Uh you said something earlier where you you kind of you do kind of seems like you pay attention to music coming out. So, what are what are some bands that you might that you might have like found in this past couple of years that you've really become fans of? Uh 
real fast. I don't. So when I was in the bed, nothing to do. I just would stay looking at everything, like almost like a pop culture, everything. Right. So I listened. I found a lot of stuff that maybe um, I don't know as much heavy stuff recently. Uh, I, uh, there's an artist named Warren, which is more like electronic and like uh, stuff. Uh, I've been like into. Um, um, man, uh, I drew a blank. Uh, I listen to like every every type of thing. I'm trying to think. Um, uh, I go back from newer to old, but um, newer artists. Uh, uh, I, you, I drew a blank. No, it's all that. good. Uh, when I ask this question, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, newer bands. Um, and they can't. So you're not the only person that has ever had trouble answering this question. So by all means. Because I listen to like from like uh, a group called Daughter Saw. So I even oh, listen yeah. to like uh, Black Pink, you know, K-pop. Uh, mm, um, interesting. To, to uh, And a lot of times the heavy stuff, I'll always go back uh, – what was this? Band? I can't even think of the name. Uh, gosh, me and Chris always talk about them. I can't even think of the name right now. But uh, a lot of the heavy stuff, I always go back and, and, and uh, listen to the older yeah. stuff. But I love newer. Uh, there was a band from Florida I heard recently. And I can't think of the name of them. They're like below Jacksonville, but they're they're really good. And, uh, mental something, I can't think of. Uh, but, uh, I'm trying to think yeah. myself here. Hmm. I don't know. I can't even think. Um, uh, yeah, I like, I like pretty much, uh, anything, uh, as long as it's, you know, I can enjoy you know, it. get into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, every style. Um, and I even like just really out there stuff. Uh, <laughs> there's an artist named, I think, Arca. And he's Portuguese, I think, and it's very, uh, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Like, well, it's interesting how, things. you know, you kind of uh, tapped into the world outside of that rural area of the country you live in. You know what I mean? Uh, you, 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 have, My, you have interests that don't necessarily coincide with, like, coming from there, you know? Yeah, my brother, he's older, but he listens to everything. So I'm always hearing all kinds of new stuff that I'm like, holy crap, you know, like, how how did you find this yeah, stuff? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, was it? I can't. My brain. Yeah, don't even don't out. even stress it at this point. Don't even worry about it, man. But uh, they're ra- they they rap and they're not. Oh, I can't even think. Uh, it'll come to me later. Like 20, <laughs> the second we get off tonight. here, the second we get off here, it'll pop in there. Yeah. I'll be going to bed. I'm like, dang, that's it. Blah 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 blah. Well, anyway, yeah. Well, Dallas, man, I appreciate you taking the time to come talk to me today. And we did go a little over what I told you, but um, obviously it was. I that was great talking yeah. to you too. Yeah. And we, uh, you know, I definitely want to check back in with you in a little bit, you know, see how you go, uh, see how the progress has gone for you in general and where your art's taking you in, in whatever form that may be. But uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you being flexible. I know it's taken a, you know, a couple months to get you on here, but I, again, we appreciate it. And I'm sure the audience and your core audience definitely appreciates the update man so we wish you all the best obviously with your recovery that's ongoing for whoever whoever knows how long but hopefully 
you know, we can get you back to, um, not, I don't know if you want to get back to where you were, but you know, get you back to function. I have to be better than I, than I was. And, uh, I was going to say too, I've always appreciated, uh, the, the lamb good approach of not cookie cuttering and actually just sometimes it hurts to hear <laughs> people's real opinions, but you know what? That's, I like hearing honesty, you know, right, right. and, uh, and, uh, and people that hate that, it's like, there's something, you know, I like pulling back the curtain, even if it's stuff that I don't agree with or something that I'm like, God, oh, that, that wasn't that bad. Or yeah. they, that band's not that bad or whatever. Like I like when people can just freedom of free speech and, and voicing their opinions. And, uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, it's been a pleasure yeah, to yeah. come on here. And, uh, well, I'm, I'm glad that you weren't offended too much by that in the many years that you were a part of, you know, bands that were being posted about on lamb goat. And I'm glad I that- used to start drama myself. <laughs> no joke. I used to go on as a, an anonymous name and would talk crap on myself just to see what people would say. No joke. Like, or the band. Like, I don't know why I got a kick out of that, but I would, I used to troll my, right. my own stuff. Nice. So. Have you ever been, uh, were you ever a part of the message board by chance? I mean, outside the anonymous comments. Uh, I don't think I had different ones, but I don't know if I, uh, maybe I might, I, before my accident, I don't, but I might've been, uh, no, it's cool. It's cool that you are open and open for that because there are bands currently and you know in the past that are not about that and so we can't we don't have a working relationship so to speak <laughs> with them well so many bands too are they only want yes men. yeah right 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 and i love that i don't have yes men. i have people that say that sucks like even my close friends and i love that because that makes you a better even if it's anything like you suck at that quality of your life that makes you a better person and if and you're not doing a hate, but if you can learn to like give and take, you know, it's like, uh, it makes you, and it also makes your skin tough. I mean, like right. too many people where they're just too easily offended, uh, at anything. And that's a problem in our society right now is it's just too many people are just afraid to hear anything that they don't like. And it's like, I like that kind of no, start I, I, up. I agree. I agree. Well, Dallas, uh, I appreciate you again coming on and, you know, I think you've dethroned John Jacobs as, you know, the toughest guy out there because you've, you, you know, you've been <laughs> to the bottom and you kind of, you're kind of crawling back and it, it takes a strong individual to do such. And, you know, I'm sure you're, uh, I'm sure you have a lot of people in your corner and, and, you know, your extended corner throughout the scene that have kind of helped you along the way. And, um, yeah, man, we look forward to touching back with you in a, in a couple of, you know, whenever. Yeah, I'd love to for sure. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, man, just have a great day, and uh, we'll see. I'll see you soon. Yeah, you too, and uh, hopefully the spirit. That's one thing too. The barometric pressure—that's a fun thing. on brain injury when the storm comes through. Oh wow! It makes your brain in any kind of ailment. So hopefully none of that comes through recently here in this Florida weather. But uh, it was great talking to you, and even if it does, it makes it more exciting. It yeah, right. Makes my day makes more it entertaining. That it reminds you you're alive. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me I'm hurting. I'm like, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, man. That back still feels like shit. Yeah, that'll I'm happen. here. That'll happen. <laughs> it was great talking to you, man, and uh, you as well, and man. I enjoyed being on. And hopefully, to talk to you guys in the future. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we'll 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 touch base again. Uh, for sure, we'll we'll get an update at one point. Awesome, man. Take it easy, Dallas. Take it easy. It's good talking to you. All right. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. 
and I'm Nolan, and this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Grace Street.